This is Hemet. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support what you're listening to. Hello. Hey. How are you doing? You know what? I'm in a great mood. That's unusual. It, I know. It's very foreign to me. It's gorgeous out. It is three o'clock on Friday. I've been done with work since noon. <laughs> I'm on summer hours life. Nice. I heard, I saw, you went out of state and met people. I did. So um, my husband and I did a last second trip to Minneapolis. We were going to go to Cleveland to see um, an Indians game, um, but it was supposed to be shitty weather over Memorial Day. So we went the other way. We went to Minneapolis and Holly and Elle came out and met me for a drink. Holly, made, <laughs> she brought us these gifts. These, um, She gave me a little like rainbow flower clip. Well, she gave me two bags and she had asked about Mikey. So I was like, oh, is one for me? Is one for Mikey? She's like, no, one's for you and Mikey. The other one's for Dottie. <laughs> <laughs> They so, know what the priorities yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Nice. So, you guys, thank you. So, it was such a joy hanging out with you both. And, um, yeah, so. Did that you was great. watch thank you. the Super Bowl last night? The Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl is not a thing that's happening. That happened. The Super My Bowl. My people's Super Bowl was last night. And it was amazing. What is your people? What are you talking about? The spelling bee. It was oh, awesome. Oh, brown people's Super Bowl. Uh huh. <laughs> I thought you missed. The only I don't know thing. What I thought and, like, you all of Didn't us eight won. Did people win? Yeah. And one white person? Yeah. Sorry. Someone has to allow them in. So, yeah. Because like, they ran out of... Okay, I just saw a headline. We defeated the dictionary. That's that how is we work. That is a wild thing to... Which I guess it's kind of inevitable, right? Those things get so competitive that eventually, like... Oh, they said, like, yeah, if we get to this point and there's still a bunch of you left, we're just going to stop. Oh, my God. So, we destroyed everybody. Congratulations, I'll take, brown people. I'll take the congratulations <laughs> uh, on everyone else's behalf. Um, I genuinely thought you were talking about hockey because it's the playoffs right now, and you're calling it the wrong thing, no and I was judging you so hard. You think I watch hockey. No, I, listen. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about the best story yeah, ever you that happened after we taped the last episode, and I've been waiting a week just oh holding goodness, it in. With bated breath. Uh, Ark Encounter is filing a lawsuit against its own insurance companies. There are several because it's a hugely expensive place. Is that how insurance works? Uh, yeah, I think okay. when you have that, like it's a $100 million in theory property, or at least that's how much money they got to build this place. So they have a bunch of insurers who take care of various things. They're suing several of them, I think. It's not just one they're suing. Why? Because... Uh, there's an access road on the side of the attraction uh-huh. that got damaged by the rain. <laughs> I'll come back to that in a second. Got damaged by the rain. And basically, um, they say we had to fix this. It uh-huh. cost us up to a million dollars to fix Shit. the road because okay. of how damaged it was. We had to build new stuff because it was like sinking in and uh-huh. stuff. And we want the insurance to cover it. And the insurance companies say... We'll cover a lot of stuff. We don't cover design deficiencies or faulty workmanship. So if if your architects built oh. a shitty arc, we don't cover that. Huh. And so the insurance shitty say arc. your broken access road, that's your own damn fault. And that's your architect people's damn fault. Uh-huh. And Ark Encounter says there's an exception in our rule in the insurance clause that says Active land up. land improvements are covered by insurance. We say it's a land improvement. Uh-huh. And insurance people are like, no, you guys just sucked from the beginning, so we're not paying this. That's the argument. Uh-huh. 
Of course, every headline is Ark Encounter is suing over flood damage. That's pretty good. Which is amazing. That's a really good headline for a <laughs> pretty boring story because you're kicking off this week's podcast about insurance fraud. Ark so, Encounter suing over flooding. That's and pretty good. And it's so funny because the only people who have no sense of humor about this <laughs> is everyone at Ark Encounter. Even their lawyer, who is like a third party, not a Christian lawyer, like uh-huh. a real lawyer, <laughs> said to the press... The suit is no laughing matter. We are not going to comment to the press on this story. <laughs> like, oh, that's come good. on. You can comment I on this one. I remember years ago when I used to write for the blog, um, they had, when they did, oh, what was that? Was it Noah? Was that what the movie with Joaquin Phoenix? Oh, or Russell Crowe? I get them maybe mixed up Russell in my head. Crow? Anyway. There was a movie about it. Yeah, but the filming got delayed that's for that right. reason. And of I was. Heavy rain. God, that was a trash movie. Oh my God. So this lawsuit is going on. They're suing for like a million dollars to recover the money they feel they're uh-huh. owed. And we'll see how that goes. It, it, these things take a while to resolve. But what I what I what is still stunning to me is that this article, uh, the lawsuit was filed on a Wednesday. Uh-huh. I didn't know to look for it, but the first article about it came out on a Friday afternoon. Ark Encounter must have known this was happening for a long time, obviously. They didn't, like, they didn't anticipate the headlines. They didn't anticipate the media coverage on this. They did nothing in advance. All they did after the article's everywhere came out Mm -hmm. is they're like, how dare you fake news people lie about what happened? We, the Ark is not damaged because of flood because da- of flooding. Yeah. I know you all want to think that, but that's not that's their reaction to all this. I mean, like, they're not wrong. It's a misleading <laughs> headline, but like come But on, it's guys. a headline <laughs> and everyone's having fun with it. So like everyone read the article. Any every article I read at a credible mainstream websites, right. they all had fun with the headline, but sure. then they all said the same accurate stuff right. about what's actually going right. on. Um but oh my God flood oh that's very hilarious Um, okay do you i can't wait to see how this plays out by the way this is a separate matter i don't even have this in front of me during their weekly news segment they do a series just like our podcast where they talk about stories this is ken ham at answers in genesis along with his crony colleague whatever um they always talk about news relevant to their people and what's interesting about their show is it's never almost never talking about creationism Uh it's just standard run-of-the-mill christian bigotry sure and one of the things they talked about is how one of their colleagues dr georgia burdham attended a national conference of like museum administrators maybe because they want to learn how to run a museum for once i don't know but they have the creation museum so they're like like we'll come there (laughs) yeah well she went to this museum which is a secular conference like Mm -hmm. everyone just comes there but she fit right in with those well she said i can't believe it like i went to the bathroom and there was a sign that said it's all genders can go in the bathroom and their name tags had pronouns on them oh that's nice and then she's like wait i bet she didn't (laughs) read that way she was like, what? Do they have a pronoun? Why do I need this? I know what pronoun everyone is. And then she's like, at the end of the day, she's like, I'm just ditching this conference and exploring the city, which yeah. would be fine. Where is she? Uh, this wh- was in New Orleans. Oh. And she's like, fine, go have fun in the city. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But she's like, she was basically offended by the name tags and couldn't handle it. So she and her colleague just went out. Sounds like a snowflake um, to So me. we figured out how to destroy creationists. Just make sure that when you have a name tag on, it has like, these are my pronouns. It's so Use them. funny how it's, 
<laughs> it's such a pot calling the kettle black, or it's uh, them accusing liberals of everything that they are and everything that they do because it's like you guys are intolerant. Yeah, like, like hey, can you like literally? It's like hey, hey, Hammett, can you call me Jess instead of Jessica? Like that's fine. That's and all I don't anybody's think about it. Yeah, like, it just all right, fine. That's what she actually said this in the Answers News show. Like, they wanted to make the pronoun thing. They uh-huh. wanted to make this, like, the focus of the event. Uh-huh. And it's like, no, they pretty much gave you the pronoun thing, so it's not an issue. They did the bathroom sign so that bathrooms are not an issue for anybody. Yeah. And that's it. They want it to be not a distraction so that all the participants can focus on the panels and the topics. It's only to someone like her where it's like, this is an affront to like my dignity because you're not, you don't have signs everywhere saying, hey, trans people, there's something wrong with you. Right. Which I guess is what they do in their places. Well, they don't believe that trans people exist. So it doesn't, or if they do exist, They believe a trans person the looks like flood. if Hammond put on a wig, like yeah. that's what a trans woman, right. like they don't fucking know. The, the giant flood, the great flood, that existed, but uh-huh. trans people don't. That's cool. There. Just really quick, Al, I think it was Al, I'm really getting in my head that it was M, but I think it was Al who met me in Minnesota, yeah. had really dope earrings, um, and they just said they, them on either that? ear, and I just, I don't think I nice. said anything to them, but like, that, those are really fucking dope. Awesome. <laughs> I noticed them. <laughs> uh, on a similar note, there is a group we've talked about before called One Million Moms, a Christian mommy group. Of 13,000? Uh, oh, so much less. Really? Than, oh, yeah. Twitter account, like 3,600. Literally, oh, so since the last time I wrote about them, which is like a month ago, uh-huh. they added one Twitter follower. <laughs> so they're at 3,600 something. But I anyway. I really want to get more followers than than million moms. It, it I'm at like 1,500. I feel, I feel like I can do it. Social media push it. for it. Uh, so one million moms, uh, all couple of them. Here's what they're mad about now. Yep. Gillette, the shaving company, put out a Facebook advertisement oh, in which a I, father helps his trans son shave for the first so time. So sweet. It is sweet. And that's literally like, Oh, that was cute. I haven't seen something like that before. Yeah. That was my reaction, and then I moved on to doing whatever it is I yeah. do all day. Gillette is really courting the the liberals, which I'm because <laughs> they did the other. Was that Gillette that did the like a real man doesn't oh, remember that? Yeah. It was like two months ago. You cannot have a goldfish That's memory too far like ago. that. No, I think it was Gillette. Anyway, razor companies Probably. are really they. And here's hey, uh, here's the one million moms take on that. This is portrayed, the shaving thing, as a normal occurrence and embraces the LGBT community by glorifying this lifestyle. The irony with their tagline, the best a man can get, is ridiculous. It's called Father's Day, not Trans Day. Okay, I'm sorry, that was so much to unpack. So the first sentence... It's like they just have hate, but no ability to form a cohesive thought. The first so they just throw everything they can think of. If the first of. sentence was standalone, it would have been actually like a really nice sentiment that like they're normalizing like LGBTQ people because it's a thing that people are dealing with. Except for glorify is always that like red glorifies. flag word. Um, glorifies by saying, hey... Everyone's hey, this going person through. exists. Yeah, that's so what glorifying. super glorifying. The gay agenda is like, oh my god, you showed a gay couple getting married or existing yeah. on television. Um, you didn't say it was good or bad. You just showed them, uh-huh. and you didn't have like creepy, scary music <laughs> in the background. Like, do you remember the a storm is coming and 
2012. Oh Do you remember that? 2012, 2012 sounds 2008. That sounds vaguely familiar. It was, I think, when Hillary. It was. She was running was, for Senate. There was a was woman running for Senate, I think. Well, and it was it was like the gay marriage thing. Yeah. Like a storm is coming, and I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't remember what that was for. I, right, I know it, what it you're was about, about gay marriage. I just yeah. don't. I, it might have been part of Prop Eight. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so glorifies scary music. That's fine. Always works. And then it's Father's Day, not Trans Day. Not Trans Day. So which. Hey, Hem. Weird Hem non sequitur, but all right. I almost called you Hem. We're, we're I, not doing that. I'm not Jess. That's not I don't, how this it was works. just like, it just came out and I hated it immediately. Yes. Um, what the fuck are they talking about? I don't know. And they got mad about another commercial, too. And both Gillette and uh, Head and Shoulders Shampoo is both owned by Procter and Gamble. Uh-huh. So this is all about we hate Procter and Gamble. But they also pointed yeah. out that yeah, Head and Shoulders. Good luck boycotting Procter and Gamble. Yeah, the giant conglomerate. Head and Shoulders Shampoo also put out a commercial uh, like a month ago, and it's finally catching up to them because they're Was it like, gay people don't have hair? Well, no. Theirs was, here's a high school girl going to prom, and you see her, like, shampooing her hair. another girl. And she gets to prom, puts a corsage on a suit jacket, and then it pans out, and it's another girl. And then it shows them kissing for half a second. (gasps) I'm not joking half a second because it's a 15-second commercial. (laughs) Um, and that's it. And it's like, if you've ever chaperoned a school dance, as I have, like, that's nothing. Oh, no. Oh, that is the reaction that all the teachers have, Oh, too. no. That's I right. hate that. Yeah. So anyway, the here's One Million Moms. The <laughs> lesbian commercial has aired on <laughs> these things. <laughs> Thanks, P&G, Procter & Gamble. Now parents have to explain this twisted scene to their confused children. Here's here's how I would do that. Oh yeah, you're a father. It's a school dance. I'm done. Nailed it. Yeah. Got it in one. I know. Um I do okay, I have two thoughts. One is I think it's hilarious that like some group of 3000 nobodies is going to try <laughs> to take down literally one of like the largest corporate have I haven't you seen even the gotten thing to that the best th- part yet. You haven't gotten to the best no, part? Wait, they, wait. Yeah. Okay, you go. Then. Okay, so they have a petition they want their three members to sign <laughs> and it says P&G ultimately push conservatives to P&G's competitors by promoting Ooh, the self They own everything. Here's the rest of the petition part of it. I am here's what you're supposed to sign when you send them your petition. I am extremely disappointed P&G would honor fathers by using a transgender to sell your products. A transgender. A transgender. I urge P&G to put a stop to inappropriate marketing campaigns, blah blah blah. I will not purchase any P&G products until these commercials are canceled. Canceled. They're not going to use any P&G. You know what else P&G makes? I- Soap. Yeah, like laundry they, detergent. It's the, once in a while, they'll see, they'll show those charts that are like basically Comcast, P and G, and Kraft own yeah. everything you touch. Right. If they're not going to use any P and G products, they are not taking a shower. Uh-uh. They're not doing any laundry, uh-huh. and these commercials aren't going away. Right. Which means you got to find these three one million mom members and like just stay away. quarantine them. I think quarantine them they're going like to be they... a little stinky. Yeah. I do also. I. I I know I get swept up in like anytime a company does something like with a hat tip to like the LGBTQ or feminism or whatever. I'm like, oh my God, they're best. <laughs> I I want to be clear. I still think Procter & Gamble is ultimately an evil corporation and that they only are 
catering to the left because they see that they could make a profit out of it. I want to be because we're 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 moon dancing into Pride Month and we're about to see a lot of rainbow shit. Right, right. And don't get me wrong, I will buy it all. Like they could have easily had legit complaints against yeah. Procter and Gamble, just not this one. Yeah. Um Anyway, I just want to be clear. Like, we're about to see a lot of big companies do a there, lot of LGBTQ shit. One million moms. And that's great. Parent organization is the American Family Association, who oh, really? I think is still going off on target for having a transgender bathroom policy. <sighs> yeah. They're still mad about that. And somehow Target hasn't gone out of business. I can't yet. believe it. I was so just there 20 their, minutes their ago. Their petitions go really well. <laughs> it was well. popping. I got some wine on sale. That's where I get all the best wine. Listen, it's not bad wine. We're drinking pretty good. I used to, when we used to record at nights more, I was just thinking about this. I used to like say what wine we were drinking because I would like usually get a bottle and lately A, it's during the day and B, it's just like, it's just the box of wine that I always have in my house. That's what we're drinking. We're drinking Cube Merlot. Thank you, Target. But today we're drinking uh, Boggle. It, it, Boggle or Bogle, I never know. It's Merlot. I'm kicking off my weekend, right? I'm feeling really good about myself. Can I tell good, you about a fun story? Yes, go. So, how much do you know about uh, the Stonewall Riot? Uh, it happened like 50 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, it launched kind of the LGBTQ movement uh-huh. as an organized thing. Yeah. What else do I need to know about it? Uh, that's, I mean, those are the broad strokes. Um, actually, the dollop has a really good episode about it. Um, but essentially, um, it took place in the Stonewall Inn, which was a, uh, it was in, I think the- New York. Yeah, yeah. I think it was in Greenwich Village specifically. Excuse me. Um, and- in 1960, it was a well-known place that that gay people would go that not only embraced, uh, embraced gay people, but above and beyond trans trans people, drag queens, people who didn't necessarily fit in a traditional mold, who didn't always have a spot in the 1960s gay scene. Um, so they were sort of own... Uh, it, it, there was like a whole mob thing happening because it was New York in the 60s. Um, and so generally you would see a lot of uh, police coming in to raid for, like, misusing their alcohol license. Um, but usually they uh, they would get a heads up from the mob because it was, like, a whole corrupted garbage thing. One night they came in, the, the police came in. They were always obviously super homophobic. Again, it was the 1960s in, in New York. Um, so they're under the guise of checking for alcohol violations, but this would generally result in police intimidation and soliciting bribes. They would bring people into the bathroom to check their genitals to see what gender they were. Like, they were nightmare people. Um, so there was uh, two women, two trans women specifically, who um, were well-known there. Uh, there. It was uh, Marsha P. Johnson um, and Sylvia uh, Rivera. They are kind of known to have led the, the Stonewall riots. Um, Johnson was said to um, be one of the first to resist uh, police intimidation, Rivera is rumored to have thrown the first bottle. Also, and so anyway, they they resisted against these cops, and it resulted in a five day riot. Um, so, uh, so again, you're right. It was considered a a new step in the fight for LGBTQ rights, um, and and put a face on it, and um, was embracing trans people a little more. Obviously, not well. We're still not doing that that well, um, but. So there's six days of pros. They also, um, these two women also co-founded a group dedicated to helping uh, homeless young drag queens and trans women of color find homes. Uh, and this year, uh, 2019, uh, marks the 50th anniversary of the riots. Now, when Obama was in office, he actually declared um, Stone, the Stonewall Inn 
as a, a historical, historical mo- yeah, yeah, which was, I believe, I might be speaking on a term, but I believe the first time um, it was like an LGBT-specific landmark. But anyway, um, uh, Johnson and uh, Rivera are getting a monument in New York City. Um, it's going to mark the 50th anniversary. It's one of the first mon- monuments specifically dedicated to trans people. It's going to be right down the block from where the Stonewall still is question mark. I actually don't know. I meant to p- look that up. But um, but yeah, that's just a really that's exciting fantastic. thing that's that people are <clears throat> starting to recognize the fight that the fights that we had, we had, they had in the long enough sixties. Yeah, but only fifty years, just a <laughs> quick half century. Uh, this is this surprised me. I feel like I should have known this, and I didn't know this well enough. But in the Catholic Church, there's all the attention paid to all the priests who are abusers, mm-hmm. and we've heard stories about nuns who have been abused by the priests mm-hmm. as well. And it turns out there's plenty of nuns who are the abusers too. And now they're starting to speak out because they feel like all the spotlight stuff and all the backlash against the Catholic Church is solely focused on the priests, the men. And they're like, no, I was abused and it was by a nun. And I want people to take that story seriously Uh too. So there are uh, the website Bishop Accountability, which kind of keeps track of all of these uh, predator priests and nuns accused, mm-hmm. credibly accused of these allegations. Say there are about a hundred nuns who have been credibly accused of abuse over the years. And part it's of the problem... fewer than I would expect. Yeah. I mean, I expected it to be few, but I actually was surprised, like, a hundred. Like, it's not just one or two bad eggs. It's a bunch of them. Oh, see, I would have thought it would be higher because I think the problem is less about... Men in power, although we just all power know. in general, yeah, power in general, like unquestionable, unquestionable power, yeah. But also, you possible. do hear. I would argue that there are more because you hear about people growing up before we decided we shouldn't hit kids, just beating the shit out of kids, and like yeah. that wasn't quote unquote abuse as we think of so it. So maybe now, a lot of it is unreported. Yeah, I mean, not even unreported, but not consider not falling under the umbrella of abuse. That's entirely possible. Some of the survivors of the abuse here are girls who say part of the reason they didn't go forward with it until now is not just because they didn't think it was abuse or they didn't know it was abuse or they were scared to come out about the abuse, but also they didn't want the double stigma of anyone saying, well, it was a lesbian relationship, Ugh, yeah. as if it could be a relationship or right. anything like that. Um, but NPR had this story talking to some of the survivors of that, one of them who received an out-of-court settlement from the church. Just the takeaway from all that is, hey, when you're talking about abuse in the church, it's not just priests. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like you're saying, it's the power structure. It's a lot of people, and mm-hmm. if they're not abusing... Uh, they may also be involved in the cover-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just a small fraction we are talking about. There's a bunch of these bad ones yeah. out there. Just keep that in mind. This is, <clears throat> here's a totally, here's a happier story for oh, okay. you because we need a happy story. <laughs> the Supreme Court last week said that Indiana could, uh, They said the Indiana law that Mike Pence signed when he was governor of that state, Uh which said aborted fetuses had to have a burial. Yeah, they all had to have a burial. There's no medical reason for this. It's just this idea that they were persons, therefore they need a proper funeral. No, it's it's the women need to be properly punished. Right, and if yeah, if you have a 
whatever, you had an abortion early on in the pregnancy, we're still going to make you, like, get a coffin or whatever you need Should to I give them a proper burial. Should I start burying tampons in protest? I think that would be a fun art piece. And that's all it would be, because I don't think Mike Pence cares. I mean, maybe. Maybe if I tweet at him. Yes, that, that should do it. That'll work. That should totally <laughs> do it. So um, the, one of the many things, uh, I forgot the other half of this that the Supreme Court said, uh-huh. uh, but the downside, they did one good thing regarding abortion, like said, we're not going to rule on this thing right now because we got a bigger case coming. Yeah. But they also said requiring abortion clinics to bury or cremate fetal remains, as the Indiana law went, could stay in place, which is disturbing stupid. and stupid and medically unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But remember how the Satanic Temple just got IRS approval as a church? Yes. They, Satan is saving the day again. The Satanic Temple put out a statement letting their members know <laughs> that they do not have to follow the law because they have religious reasons to go against it. Uh-huh. And according to Indiana and Mike Pence and all the the Religious Freedom uh, Restoration Act, apparently religious beliefs like give you the power to override <sighs> what the laws are. Yeah. And the statement they put out said the Satanic Temple's fund one of the Satanic Temple's fundamental tenets is the inviability of one's body. So barring any plausible medical or sanitary concerns, Mm -hmm. uh, this law that the Supreme Court upheld is a violation of our free exercise allowing Satanists to contextualize the termination of a pregnancy on their own terms. TST, the Satanic Temple, affirms that this rule violates your religious beliefs and asserts that members may refuse to adhere. Mm -hmm. So the question is, like, that's all fun and games, like in terms of putting out a statement now that you're a real church and capitalizing on this. <laughs> the question is, okay, what happens if someone says, I'm not following your stupid law mm-hmm. and gets punished for it and gets in a court and says, I don't have to follow the law because it it's violates my, my religion. Mm-hmm. What's a court going to do? Because as far as we've seen, the court has no business saying, oh, you're a satanic temple. I don't take you seriously. Mm-hmm. You don't really believe this stuff. No, if you say you believe it, and you belong to the Satanic Temple, which and, is now a church. Yeah, and you're IRS. <laughs> then what is a court going to do? That's the question. And that oh, is a I question that, that is soon. a legit... Whatever you think about like the way the Satanic Temple responded to this, mm-hmm. which is clever and definitely a publicity driver, mm-hmm. that's all well and good. But they raise a real question here about how how they can approach this legally. And I don't know what the answer to that is. Like, I'm very curious what would happen if anyone actually tried using that in court as, sure. a, as a valid reason I mean, not I, to follow this rule. I feel like the Satanic Temple kind of picked up the, the baton that the Flying Spaghetti Monster handed off. Because I feel like that's how the Flying Spaghetti Monster started. But the Satanic Temple was like, oh, no, 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 we can do this, like, for re- like we're going to get the government involved and yeah. like and I, we won't be silly about it we're no. gonna scare the shit out of christians yeah. in the process Ugh, i love it it's oh, so good one more happy story for you okay I have a lot look, of at, sad look at me with all these happy stories oh, actually i actually have good stories. have you ever wondered what sex is going to be like in heaven oh god i haven't why do we always we have an answer because oh, it's good the i only, hope it's the only thing some of these christians write about 
Uh, no, it won't be good. Why? It won't exist. Why? According to uh, the website Desiring God, which is this preacher named John Piper, one of the writers for the site, Greg Morse, sa- uh, basically said that he's heard from people who are like, I'm looking forward to heaven, or I like the supposed Islam take on heaven, which is that I'll see 72 virgins, which isn't necessarily true and has which, a whole bunch of other problems to go with it. Yeah. Like, are oh, we going to sure, get to the misogyny the in that? The virgins are in hell, but you're yeah. in hell. Okay. Okay, separate aside. He's basically saying he heard that, and he wants everyone to know that, no, 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 you don't have sex in heaven. Not with 72 virgins, not with your spouse, not with anybody, because God has something better in store for you. Here's what Greg Morse writes. The new depth of intimacy I will have with my Lord will look back back on the caterpillar of Ah. earthly joys with fondness, like you will remember the sex you had Uh and think of it fondly, but not with longing. And this makes marriage and the intoxication of sexual intimacy all the sweeter now because you don't get it later. Here's what he said. We enjoy Wait, our candy. Is he being weirdly pro-sex? No. Oh. Well, within marriage and a very yeah. hetero... Normative, m- yeah. ...missionary 100% of the time, yes. We enjoy our candy now, he says. He called it candy. I get it. Our heaven does not offer sexual pleasure, but it offers that which makes sexual pleasure obsolete. What's he basing this on? Made up shit. <laughs> And There's you not even do, like a biblical could, quote he's working on. No, of? Jesus never said you're not fucking <laughs> later on. There is no verse that. But here's you could oh, use this argument so for everything. Oh, you think there are harps in heaven? No, better There's than better harps. Than harps in you're heaven. You're gonna look at harps and be like, fuck those things. Right. You think <laughs> like you are there toilets in heaven? Oh no, no. We have better ways of dealing with literal shit. Like you Why could do this all the time. Not to think about heavenly toilets. What I, it's the only thing I think about it at least four times a day, God, how that works up there. Um, which also like, like what eat? if you were single when you were here, what are you looking back on? Like by some logic you could say, well, he's basically telling you, you better have sex now because you're not going to get it ever. Well, well, Hammond, as much as I hate to don't you want you the memories and agree with this douche nozzle. Um, I feel like his message is more like things are going to be so much better in heaven that you won't worry about what's happening down here. I mean, yeah. And then it raises. Do you think these people are all just having really bad sex, and that's why they're like, (laughs) it's going to be way better later? Like, like, like they know that that sex is supposed like everything's like compared to sex and sex is the greatest thing. They're like, well, I've had it. It's not very good. My wife just lay there. There must be something better. Cause this is the thing everybody told me was going to be so great. And it's not that good. You know what I was thinking the other day? Do is it? The, is Toilets it, in heaven. Is it the Mormon thing where they don't consider it sex if they don't move? So they just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, there's about, a thing. I swear I really to God, we've talked this about on this thing. program. Program? Who do I think I am? Yeah, really. Um, this is no program. <laughs> no, on this show, there's a thing that, like, you know how everybody used to, like, skate around, like, oh, we didn't technically have sex because it was anal or whatever. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. there was one where it was like, it's not sex if you don't move. So they would just, like, penetrate and just lay there. I have no idea what you're Okay, I'm, you talk about a thing. I'm going to look it up. Okay. 
Yeah, have fun looking this up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go in incognito mode. And now, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and now I'm very curious, like, what's going on in hell if it's, like, the opposite of heaven? Just... All the fucking? All of it, apparently. But, like, bad. I I can't... Like, if it's, do you have sex, but it's bad? Or... You have sex and it's, like, a little too dry. <laughs> He didn't answer that oh, question. My mom Isn't to this. sorry, mom. Uh, this is the good thing about not having friends. This <laughs> you have parents. They're not. They don't know I do this. So I don't. I wish he would just finish off the questions here because I have so many follow ups that this guy didn't answer. But Mormon I'm sex glad. without moving. What soaking? There's it's no called way, no no phrasing. The no. art of having sex without thrusting. When a couple quote sticks it in. Wait, where urban, are you? I'm so sorry. It's from? Urban Dictionary. That's not a good yeah, source. Yeah. No. What? My college girlfriend thought the morning is Mormon soaking sex a real thing. Yes, it's a real thing. You you re- keep researching this no, while this I cool. talk about. The I'm next a formal Mormon, former Mormon, and former BYU student. It appears to be unique to Mormonism, though not a religious thing in other groups. So uh, just a cultural thing within some Mormons. Yeah. So they, it's not. They just like it's a loophole. So they just like put it in and just lay there. I'm, dude. I don't get that. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound great, and it doesn't sound like it's ever happened. Nobody's just been like, cool, I definitely am not going to move. This is perfect. Um, anyway, God, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> what are they doing with their lives? Yeah. Anyway. I'm glad it's a real thing, because that would have been very I love that this guy had a thought-out answer, though, to this question. He's just like, I heard about this person asking this question. Let me answer it for you, because I know. Yeah, do you think it's Like, a th- he's thought this through. Do you think it's a thing like, um, like he can't not have an answer for everything? Oh, totally. They right? have to have answers, because saying just, you'll, who cares? You'll figure but, it out but later. But it's not even an answer. The person just said, like, oh, sex in heaven. And he's like, nope, actually. Like, it's a well, like actually, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's their it's whole like the website. ultimate will, actually. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So, similar Hell topic. Actually. No, that was nothing. Similar, <laughs> no. Similar topic. In Texas, there's a church in Dallas called Concord Church. And they've done this before, but it came up in the news this time around. It's the fourth time they're doing this. They make an offer to couples who attend their church. And they basically say... Are you living together with your significant other? Because then you're living in Out of sin. Marriage, yeah. Right. And they're like, Are you living together? Because we want you to stop that, oh. but we'll help you. Help you stop that? Yeah. Because obviously the relationship is serious enough that you've chosen to live together, but not serious enough for you to get married. You know how so they could help solve this? How? Is um, make housing prices reasonable so people <laughs> can feel comfortable that they can live on their own and maybe not move in with somebody that they're not ready for or mind you, their own fucking business. You are asking the right question. They did not have that kind of nuance. Oh. They just said, <laughs> we want you to stop cohabitating so we'll pay for your wedding if you do it now. Oh, God damn it. I missed out on that. Oh, yeah. Well, so they're saying you get married through our church. We'll pay for your wedding. We'll cover your dresses and tuxes and rings and cake and even a month's rent huh? after the wedding. It costs about $8,000 a couple they spend, which I know that's very low for a lot of weddings. But also I saw video. It depends on what they. I saw their video of them doing it. Uh-huh. It's a mass wedding. You're all getting married together. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's quite a corner to cut. <laughs> <laughs> a mass 
So I think it's one mass cake for everybody. Oh my god, they're just getting Costco sheet cake. Yeah, you're all just getting. No judge, it's really good. But like tuxes must be the ones they do quick changes in theater (laughs) with Velcro or something. I don't know. (laughs) They said we've done this three times in the past. Sixty couples have gone through, and it's cost us about eight thousand dollars per wedding. You do have to go through the church's premarital counseling program ahead of time, which is what the Catholic Church does. That's not new. Uh Here's what I wanted to know. Yes, I wanted to know what are the catches. Because they don't... I looked through their website entirely. You said it's a Catholic church? No, no, no. Oh. It's a standard non-denominational Protestant church. And I went but to their really website. But fucking care about cohabitation. Yes. I was like, "What? show me the contract that these couples have to sign to take, get this wedding and all that. It's not there. They don't have any information about it on their site. So on Facebook, I messaged them. I'm like, hi, tell me more about this program. Mm-hmm. And then... They quickly responded, like, okay, who are you? I'm like, all right, well, I write for this website. Uh-huh. Tell me more. Then I never heard back from them. Well, of I course can't I believe didn't. it. But here's, here's some stuff that I want to know. Oh, your journalistic uh, integrity got us in trouble again. <laughs> who gets to get married? Is it only straight couples? Of yes. course it's only straight. I figured I knew that one, yeah. yeah. Do the couples have to sign a statement of faith? And, like, what's, what does that entail? Do you have to believe in a young earth creationism? Do you oh. have to... Uh, what if you don't agree with certain not Christ-related aspects of what they say in that faith statement? And, like, are they not going to do it if you say, well, I believe, you know, Christ is our Savior, right. but I don't necessarily think whatever this part of the biblical story is true. Here's what I think is interesting about this, is that I feel like for mo- not most, I, I, I feel like, if a couple is living together and not getting married, yes, maybe it's a financial thing. But if they want to do it on the cheap, like, you go to the courthouse. I feel right. like there there are few people who would say, well, I don't want to get married because I don't have the money. I don't want to go to the courthouse, but I'm fine with the generic mass wedding. Right. Like, if Which you're they not, do in cults, by the way. Right. <laughs> like, if you're not getting married because of money, it's because you want a wedding of some right. renown. Like you want your friends and, and again, food the cost and of a wedding is the reception. Yes. It's not the wedding itself. Yes. They're only paying for the wedding, God. and that's only with a million people. When I was paying, when I was planning my wedding, I was talking to this dude, and he was like, and I was just like complaining, like yeah. how much plan I went. He's like, yeah, when I get married, it's gonna be really cheap because we're just gonna like get married in the courthouse, and then the only thing we're going to worry about is the reception. I was like, my <laughs> dude, what do you think we're paying for? Right, right, right. My, yeah. my, my ceremony was 12 and a half minutes. And like, <laughs> that's with right. walking up and down the aisle. Other questions I could not find. Yes. Uh, under what conditions during the counseling will they ever tell a couple that's cohabitating, you shouldn't get married? Because not all couples should get married. Correct. That's that's, interesting. And they're rushing them into it, clearly. So, like, at what point do you say you guys are not ready? What happens if the couple doesn't want to have kids? Does that play any role in this? Because a lot of these churches, they want you to get married to spit out the babies. What happens if the couple leaves the church after the wedding? Yeah, like, is there a contract? What happens Uh if they get divorced? Yeah, do they have to pay back the money at any point? I don't know. Uh, if oh. they have kids, do the kids have to be raised in the church? Can I use this and just get myself a dope new dress? Right. I'm already married. We'll just stand through the I'm ceremony. I'm guessing they recycle the dresses. Oh. And also, like, is the catering just, is it done then by Chick-fil-A? Then what are they spending $8,000 per couple on? Chick-fil-A. 
I assume. No, but seriously, it's say thirty five dollars a head. You can come around here. You can look at the picture. It's creepy care. as hell. Actually, I do want to see it. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, but yeah, so like, and here's what else they didn't show that I would love to see. Oh, I hate that. Uh huh. There's, I think, 10 couples getting married in this picture that I have, and they're all standing on a stage like they're beauty pageant contestants. I was picturing, have you ever seen pictures of uh, the Moonies? Yeah, getting there like 300 couples having a mass wedding. Yeah, 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 that's what I was imagining. Yeah. Um, And also, I would like to see data on the 60 couples that have gone through your program. Are they all happily married? I mean, not happily. You can't gauge that. Right. But, like, are they still married? What do we know about them? I would love to know the answer if they've done this. I would do a longitudinal longitudinal study on that group. Yeah, right? And so, anyway, I saw all these headlines saying, like, Texas Church will pay for your wedding if you don't, if, like, if you're just living together. Um, and then none of those articles, because they're all local news stories, none of them are asking the follow-ups, none of them who have access to the pastor are asking the questions that we should want to know. Uh-huh. But, oh, my goodness, I want to know the answers to some of this stuff. I would also make an argument separately that, like, living together is a good idea. Yeah, I but would absolutely recommend it's it. It's the same thing as abstinence. Like, I don't actually care what you do. Right. It's your choice. I'm glad I did it. But again, and you brought this up. If they're living together, it's probably because there are other issues. Maybe it's the money to get married. They don't have it. Maybe it's because they're not sure if they want to ju- take that leap together. Like, yeah, there are mostly... good reasons you may want to live together that this church does not care about. Yeah, I mean, Mikey and I moved in together after about a year and a half and didn't get married for another five years after that. But just kind of because we were both broke because it was... After the recession, hey, Hammett, I just yep. got a, a message from a friend of mine. Yeah. And apparently your wiki page does not mention our podcast. So what the fuck are you doing I'm here? pretty sure I have nothing to do with my wiki page. <laughs> That's just such a rip. It's from my friend Dan. Like, <laughs> Tell your friend to fix it. I don't have time. No, he is. He's part of um, Susan oh, Gerbic's uh, Wikipedia Skeptics Group. And so he asked if there's anything <laughs> I want to add. And you fucking bet there's going to be shit I want to add to your wiki Excellent. page. We should put Do a North Face jacket on and <laughs> fix that whole page. <laughs> anyway. Do you think I should... I, do you think I'm going to get my own Wikipedia page? Do you think I will? What will it say on it? Jessica's the whitest person Hammett knows. Also, They should just put a color spectrum <laughs> next to... And then an arrow way to the left. <laughs> Okay. It's rude. It's rude is what it is. <laughs> it's rude and discriminatory. Did you know there is a conference happening as we speak? Maybe it ended now, but it was happening. There's a conference going on in the Vatican about atheists, and there's a whole bunch of researchers showing up there uh-huh. to present on atheists. And one of the groups that's presenting there did a whole study on atheist stereotypes. And the Vatican is really where you want to go to discuss oh my these stereotypes. God. So I have plenty of issues. Just I my jaw dropped too when I'm like, oh God, this can't be good. Then I learned I'm some of their so funding. Excited. Some of their funding <laughs> came from the Templeton Foundation, which is a group that has this long history of funding projects that have a pro-religion stance. Cool. So it's like, now again, it doesn't mean I'm going to discredit it automatically, but it makes you say, like, I have questions now. Um, Wait, what kind of stereotypes are we talking about? Like physical or emotional? (laughs) Just stereotypes like morality and what do people think about atheists in general? Okay, I'm writing down a couple. I want to see how Here's the amazing thing. I read through the report that they Uh produced and some of the results, I'm like, 
that's really interesting. Okay. Okay, here's one. What do, uh, if you actually ask people in a giant survey, Mm -hmm. do you believe in God? A fraction of them are going to say, no, I don't believe in God. Right. That is the definition they are correctly using Uh to describe atheists. They didn't say, are you an atheist? And some people said no. They said, what's your description of how you describe your belief in God? And like, it's one of the items on the list is, I don't believe in God. Uh Another one is, I know God exists. Something like that, right? They said, I don't believe in God. Uh, there was an option on that spectrum that said, I don't know whether there's a God and I don't think there's any way to find out. Okay. They labeled those agnostics. Eh, fine. So anyway, for the atheists specifically, they then followed up with some questions like, what label do you use to uh-huh. describe yourself? Mind you, we're just asking atheists this question. Uh-huh. And among atheists I in the US, I just wrote down. what percentage of US atheists actually call themselves atheists. Ooh, um, 4%. Thankfully more. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, they know they're atheists. Okay, uh, 12. 40. What? Like, 39% of atheists call themselves atheists in the U.S. But oh, oh, I see. I misunderstood like, the question. Sure, sure, sure. So... 40%-ish of atheists so call themselves So 40% of people atheists. who said, I don't believe in God, say, I'm also an atheist. say I'm an atheist. Got you. Second on the list was 20% mm-hmm. set of atheists call themselves something else. 20%. What did those 20% call themselves, if not atheists? Agnostic? I would have gone with that, too. No. No? Wait, well, let me guess again. Yeah. Agnostic, um, 8%. Really? Yeah. 20%. Um, n- just non-religious? That's right. Yeah? Non-religious. Hell yeah. Also on the list, like Freethinker was 7%, which I was surprised because I don't think outside of various parts of the internet, I've never heard anyone say yeah, I'm a Freethinker. Yeah, that didn't really catch fire the way they thought. Yeah. So anyway, that was one result they found, uh-huh. meaning here's their conclusion. There is no single term or discrete set of terms for referring to these people. Sure. Like, because I mean, we all use different is, labels. But there is, but they don't call themselves that. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to ethics and morality, uh-huh. they found that atheists... Just like everybody else. What? Wow, I know, surprising. So they kind of asked, like, uh, what is, is this true or false? What is right and wrong is up for each person to decide. And they asked this of everybody who took the survey, and they asked it to atheists I mean, and I'm agnostics. I'm sorry, that's a question about moral relativity, yes, and they want is. me to answer yes or no as if it's not been a debate that's stood for thousands of well, years? Right. So they're not saying what's the right answer, but they're saying, do you think it's up to each person to decide? The general population, 44% of people said, yeah, I think it's up to each person to decide. Atheists and agnostics, 46%. There was, like, no difference. Sure. It's pretty much the same in the U.S. Here's another question. Nature has deep value beyond its usefulness for human beings. Okay. So, like, do you value nature in yeah. general by itself as a thing? Pretty much the same result. 77% of atheists said, yeah. And cool. 78% of the general public said, yes. So, like, every time they ask a question about, like, moral relativity mm-hmm. or morality in some abstract way, the answers were no different from us and the general public, which kind of goes to the heart of, oh, atheists have a very different view of morality sure. than the rest of us. No, that's not Which true. Which nobody, no atheist thinks that. Yeah. Like, 
No, no atheists are like, yeah, we're totally immoral. So did, no. did we the have Catholic our own Church mor- then concede like, hey, morality doesn't come from God, but it comes from your own... You know, it's a presentation you give at the Vatican, and the academics might hear you, but you don't know who else is paying attention. Sure. Here's the third thing I found, last thing that I thought was interesting. Atheists are just... When you hear atheists, what words are attached oh, adjectives I have a li- I have a list. to describe atheists? White. <laughs> Smug. Smug. Thinks they're smarter than you. That's not yes. one word. Liberal uh, uses Reddit. Go back to go back to uh, <laughs> thinks they're smarter than you. In IT, like, aggressive, <laughs> arrogant, militant, smug. Any of these terms suggest we think we're smarter than everybody else. Correct. And everyone else thinks that we think that we're smarter than them. Right? Like atheists are thought to be smug and arrogant. Which right? I would not argue with i I, think we are a smug people i think they asked someone said like richard dawkins like you think you're smarter you think atheists are smarter than everyone else and i think his response is yeah we are yeah which i would say guys you're right on one question it doesn't mean you're right about everything else but the research here says atheists are just as confident about their beliefs as everyone else is about their beliefs god i guess which sounds sensible they basically said uh True or false, like to everybody. I feel confident that my beliefs about God's existence are the right ones. And atheists and the general public in the U.S. ranked virtually the same. Uh, on a scale from negative two to two, two being I totally I, no, believe, I believe it. We, everyone said one. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm right. That's so interesting atheists because... Atheists are not higher than everybody else. That's interesting because it makes sense. Like, yeah, atheists can be like assholes and kind of bullies if the situation lands that way. You're on the internet. They can be bullies. But no more so than I go to church every week and I am told that like foolish is the heart that believes there is no God. I might have quoted the Bible correctly. And this is the the thing about religion to me that I've always seen is most of the atheists that I've seen talk about this stuff are very clear. Like, no, I don't know it for sure, but I'm pretty damn certain that right. there, that God doesn't exist. I'll live my life that way. There is that sliver. It's not a big enough sliver that you shove God in there. But like, sure. again, I know I'm going back to Dawkins here, but he said this in the God delusion. Like if you have a scale from one to seven, sevens, I 100% don't believe in God. He's like, ah, I'm like a 6.9. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I can't prove it to you definitively. I just work off of that. But if you go to a church, they don't say, like, yeah, God probably exists. No, they're 100% 100%, sure. So if anything, I'd be like, no, they're way more arrogant, quote, unquote, about their beliefs than we are. (laughs) Anyway, the stereotype that we're smug and arrogant is not how it plays out, is what this research says. I think that bothers me that I, I don't think we'll ever be resolved that I can think of is the fact that like atheism and, and agnosticism are not mutually exclusive. And like that, cause that's when I got in my Twitter war with Celeste after Al Sparks, that was like the thing that it kept coming down to of like, like you're really an agnostic. You just won't admit it. Yeah. But like, but people kept trying to explain to him like, Agnostic and atheism... They're not parts of the same spectrum. Right. These are answering it's, different questions. It's, do you believe in God? Do you not? Are you sure? Are you not sure? Mm-hmm. And most people are, I would argue, an agnostic atheist. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's no God, but, like, I mean, I'm not going to 
like I'm living my life as if there is. Hey, Daddy, can you get out of the dishwasher? Thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, I have, I'm really sorry I didn't get to use my whole list of stereotypes. Oh, are there more? Uh, plays video games. I don't male. Know what, wait, I want to know what counts as a video game. Like a like a Xbox game. Nope. What do you count as a video game? Like Candy, Candy Crush? Crush? Okay, I like Candy Crush a lot. Crosswords. Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I phone. do the mini crossword puzzle every single day. I don't do the big one because I don't want to pay for the New York Times. One day, it'll, I'll be in there. Okay. Just you wait. Oh, yeah, I thought, didn't you? Oh, can I we not talk about my, it yet? I, I await my next rejection from them. Oh, nice. It'll um, happen, though. I have some stories to tell. Yes, please. I have a lot. This is going to be a long episode. How far are we so far? Eh, five minutes. <laughs> Go. Um, okay, so this week in Men Are Terrifying, there's a man. His name is Jordan Hart. He lives in Tucson, Arizona. Like JoJo. That was a Beatles reference. Did you get it? No. Cool. Um, this guy has been going to Planned Parenthoods, taking, license plate, p- p- taking pictures of people's license plates, and trying to track them down. Oh, that's not creepy. He said, quote, I'm also making a page. This is from his Facebook group. I'm, or his Facebook, excuse me. Quote, I'm also making a page. I've recently been taking pictures of everyone's license plate who enters the facility, the Planned Parenthood facility. <laughs> Hopefully we can identify some of these people and visit the homes to bring awareness and truth about abortion. You guys want to keep getting violent with me. I will tell you that that is a very bad idea. The police will be there and they're completely okay with my protest protest yeah, uh-huh. and me taking pictures of individuals or vehicles against me i would like to know if his church is cool with people just saying i'm just taking down all your information so i could find you at your houses later and talk to you just talk to you i just want to talk so if any of you want to take it to a level above what i'm doing you can absolutely go for it i would love to see some molotov cocktails Jesus. So this guy is inviting violence because he obviously wants to ex- escalate because he's a monster, uh-huh. according to other peop- other um, uh, Facebook commenters. And obviously, I take that with a grain of salt. Um, the, t- the, the Tucson police won't or can't do anything about it. Um, essentially, he has to do something Right, unless aggressive. he takes action on it, they're right. not going to do anything about it. So which anyway, is if you live in Tucson, um, you know... Go to Planned Parenthood and maybe like stand in front of some license plates or something, <laughs> or just like flick that guy off. Don't throw, do, cannot be clear enough. Do not throw Molotov mal, cocktails. That is not endorsed by the Friendly Atheist podcast, but like a good flip of the bird always is welcome. Jesus. So, anyway. Well, that's frightening. Men are monsters. Let's talk about uh, there's a big prayer that's going to be happening this weekend. Big prayer? Big prayer. About what? Uh, Franklin Graham, the evangelist, is asking everybody, like 250 quote unquote Christian leaders, to. uh, Wait, which part was in quotes? Leaders or Christian? Just whatever I put in there. Okay. Uh, Christian leaders. uh, Yeah. No, they're both in quotes. Okay. I don't know. Uh, on Sunday, he wants them all, he's designating it a special day of prayer mm. for Donald Trump mm. because his enemy, I'm quoting here, enemies continue to try everything to destroy him, Ugh. his family, and the presidency. In the enemies. history of our country, no president has been attacked as he has. Four presidents have been assassinated. Like, <laughs> what are you talking I'm about? Sorry, I just but the thing is, like, first of all, May. 
Like, we're not even a month away from the National Day of Prayer, which they made a big deal about, but now we have another Day of Prayer. Okay. But also, I don't recall him saying, oh, but we all need to pray for President Obama because he has a very tough job and, you know, the, the right is just attacking yeah, him. Yeah, some, and some racist asshole keeps asking for his birth certificate. Right, right, right. So, Isn't that guy the fucking worst? <laughs> so there is this giant Day of Prayer that they're trying to make into a thing. Uh-huh. And it's obviously just hypocrisy because, again... They're praying for Trump not to repent for all the times he's lied or sided with dictators, but because, like, facts go against him and they're mad at the facts. Can you... I sometimes I try to Warren Throckmorton, the professor, said, uh, just what is it that they want us to pray about when it comes to the subpoenas? Yeah. I sometimes I take... Joy isn't the right word, but maybe comfort and thinking about what history books are going to look like when when they are looking at 2016 to 2020, hopefully, of, like, this week, Trump aligned himself with Kim Jong-un. Il? Un. Kim Jong-un. Un. Got him mixed up. Um... Over fucking Joe Biden? And the Republicans were like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so wise. And the shit about like the, the USS John McCain getting covered up, like it's it's gotten so beyond the pale, and we're so entrenched in it right now, right? Like it's we see it every day, and every everything caps the thing prior to it. Everything is just unprecedented to a a bewildering degree. Evangelicals would be more convincing with their like rhetoric here if they would at least just say like, "Yeah, that was bad." I think that's they the thing. can't it's bring like, themselves to do it because they like think it shows some weakness on their part or something. Yeah, and I I think it sort of it, like the good faith argument of no, we really believe this man is chosen by God. You kind of get diminishing returns when thing after thing which which is objectively morally gross there's not a single thing he's done since he's been president that you're like yeah he kind of crossed the line there (laughs) like that would at least give them some some credibility of like we're not going to follow this guy off a little literal and metaphorical cliff it's just wild i just i i I think about like here's what they should do children about this just i will join you in spreading the word if they just said look we're going to have a day of prayer 24 hours, just stay at home and pray. It's on election day. <laughs> and we're going to pray that he wins. Yeah, like, make your that. thoughts and prayer worthwhile. That's cool. That would be great. They're never going to do that. Um, Alabama, let lawmakers, fresh off their abortion uh, ban, have signed another bill. You know why I'm in such a good mood is because I didn't think of about abortion all day today. Good job. And here we are. <laughs> I'm one glass of wine in and you're ruining my Friday. There you go. They have a new law that basically says, you know, if you get married in the state, like a state judge has to sign the paperwork mm-hmm. or if you're like, we just want a court wedding, then mm-hmm. a judge has to perform the wedding. Right. And if they're a state appointed judge, like it doesn't matter if you're a same-sex couple. They got to do the job. It's like Kim Davis in Kentucky mm-hmm. has to sign your wedding, mar- your marriage license. Mm-hmm. That was her job until Kentucky changed the law. So Alabama lawmakers have passed a new law basically saying we're separating the judges from having to do weddings. So the okay. basically the state has really no role 
in the wedding other than to say, you guys are married now. We'll jot that down for statistical purposes. Wait. They're taking the state officials out of the wedding game altogether. So you don't have to get a marriage license anymore? Um, I think, because I don't know. That's... There's no requirement for any ceremony, which means like a judge doesn't need to say certain words. Okay. Uh, there is a license involved because you need it, but like a but clerk But I guess that's at the county, that's at the county level, not the state level. Uh, it's a taxpayer-funded thing. But, like, basically, they will say, okay, you're married now because mm-hmm. you told us you are, and you've passed all the law. Like, legally, you can sure. be married, so now you say you're married. We will sign off that you are married, okay, and we'll tally whatever we do. Bad but so a far. judge doesn't have to, like, say, you guys say this to one another. Do you put your hand on the Bible? Whatever. They don't so have to I do any of that. go to the clerk and say, hey, Mikey and I are married now, and they're like, cool. Congrats. Pretty much, if you're some confetti. Uh, uh, barring anything weird, uh, sure. weird circumstantial or anything, the judges have really no involvement mm-hmm. in your wedding. So the good news is they are treating everybody equally. I feel like there's a catch coming. There's no catch. I- oh. They are treating everybody oh, equally because, like, <laughs> it's not like they're saying judges can perform straight couple weddings. Right. They're saying nope, judges aren't doing that job the at all. Ceremonies are no longer necessary. List. But at the same time, it's like we're just making we're lowering the bar to ruin the experience just to make sure judges don't have to deal with gay people like their bigotry led them to make weddings like non-existent in a sense. If the judges don't want to do it, I see what you mean. So it's like in a better state, Uh they would say, no, judges have judges have to say the same uh, whatever, whatever the oath is that you got to say. Because you have to minimum. say, like, to, to marry, at least in Illinois, you have to, like, get consent. So I have to you say, You have like, to have an efficient to, to have get an efficient the consent. You have to have an efficient who says, right. do you agree to marry you? Right. Do you agree? To, they both have to say something affirmative. And after the Obergefell ruling, it's like, yeah, you got to do that for gay couples, too. That's, like, right. your only change now. And right. some judges, especially in Alabama, are like, I don't want to do that because, ew. And so the new rule is, fine. We won't make you do that for anybody. God, so it's like their bigotry is a hell yes, of a thing. They lowered the bar out of spite. And I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad? I mean, it's good because it's equal, but it's bad because their solution was let's lower the bar, which is like the most Alabama thing you could do. <laughs> like, yeah. all right, we'll just lower the standards for this for everybody. But I mean, I, I have heard from atheists who are like, good, I don't want the state yeah. involved in any of this. Which is fine. Also, that is... But that's not why they did it. No, They didn't do it to say, we don't want marriages to be a function of the state yeah. or whatever. And of all of the bad takes, and there are many about gay marriage, I think the worst anti-gay marriage shit I've heard is generally from, like, men, atheist men, is... Well, I don't believe in gay marriage because I don't think marriage should be a state thing anyway. And it's mm-hmm. like, you couldn't be less helpful if you tried. <laughs> right. Even Kim Davis, when she's like, I don't want to sign off on a gay uh, couple's wedding certificate, a marriage license. Yeah. Kentucky changed the law so that county clerks do not have to sign the paperwork. And she said, yes, I like this change. Like, they changed the law to appease the bigots. That's what they're doing in Alabama, too. Even further than Kentucky went. Yeah, so whatever. the irony, as someone pointed out to me, uh, gay people finally did destroy marriage, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the gay people who did it. It's That's conservative Christian lawmakers That's pretty good. who destroyed marriage in the state of Alabama. So there you go. That's excellent. Um, so speaking of the South, um, so we know that, George- oh, by the way, I didn't even write it down, but Louisiana also passed a garbage bill about abortion. Fuck y'all. Um, 
So I think the most interesting thing that's been happening lately is in Georgia, which is one of the first places to sort of kick off their cool abortion ban trend. Um, so the thing with Georgia is they, as a state, um, created really huge tax incentives to um, encourage people to uh, to film TV shows, movies, et cetera. It's like a 30% tax credit. Yeah. You get a lot of money back. If yeah, you, it's wild. And it's, it was effective. If you film your show there. If you watch TV regularly, you often see at the end that little tag that filmed in Georgia, like Walking Dead famously filmed there. I read somewhere that if you include the logo with the peach symbol, uh-huh. they'll give you an additional bonus tax credit, too. Well, that tracks, like, because all so those Which everything. is why you see it on all these shows. Um, so, and which is fine. It's tax incentive to try to bring, you know, it, it's ultimately a healthy thing for the, for the, um, it's good for the state. For the state. It's good for tourism. You, yes, all those. It's things. good for Hollywood too. They like to film elsewhere, and they want the scenery well, and the backgrounds, and yeah. like they get. And credit. Hollywood is expensive to yes. film in now. Vancouver is where almost everything films. It feels like, um, but anyway, so that's been happening for years and years. That's nothing new. However, what is new is this uh, Georgia bill, which let's never forget because Stacey Abrams had the had the election stolen from her is now run by a Republican, or is, again, run by the a Republican. A Republican. The governor. Right. Sorry, what did I say? Did I say No, anything? you're right. Oh. Yeah. Um, anyway, so here's the thing about Hollywood is they tend to be a pretty liberal. So when Georgia passed their really cool abortion law, which is essentially a ban, um, a few people have, uh, a few moneymakers have taken notice. And unfortunately, this is what it's going to take for for change to happen is these large corporations are going to throw their money around and and make and not support these kinds of things. Does the shitty thing is there are people who live in Georgia who depend on these kinds of things for their income. They are the people who work behind the scenes. There's caterers, small business owners who have made money off of like filming taking place in Georgia. But because the governor made these shitty laws, Money's going to talk. So um, I'm just going to give you a couple quotes from a few media moguls. So uh, Netflix content chief uh, Ted... Oh, I gave Ted Sarandos. Sarandos. He said on Tuesday, quote, we have many women working in productions in Georgia whose rights, along with million, millions of others, will be severely restricted by this law. Should it ever come into effect, we'd rethink our entire investment in Georgia. Um, he's also backing the ACLU to buy... Uh, to fight the bill in court. Um, uh, it, it's worth noting that Netflix CEO donated um, like $124,000 to 61 Republican state Missouri lawmakers who did support the Missouri bill. That's fine. No big deal. No conflict of interest. Uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger, um, when somebody asked him if uh, Disney would continue to film in Georgia if the law passes, he said, quote, I rather doubt we will. I think many people who work from us will not want to work there, and we will have to heed their wishes in that regard. Uh, Warner Media, if the new law holds, we will re- reconsider Georgia as the home to any new productions. As is always the case, we'll work closely with our production partners and talent to determine how and where to shoot any given project. NBC Universal, we fully expect that the heartbeat bills and similar laws in various states will face serious legal challenges and not going to affect while the process proceeds in court. 
If any of these laws are upheld, it would strongly impact our decision-making on where we produce content in the future. AMC, if this high, highly restrictive legislation goes into effect, we will reevaluate our activity in Georgia. Sony, as the MPAA has noted, the outcome of Georgia's heartbeat law and similar proposed legislation in other states will be determined through the legal process. We will continue to mon monitor that process that process in close consultation with our filmmakers and television showrunners, talent, and other stakeholders as we consider our future options. CBS and Showtime, quote, we are monitoring the legislati legislative and so, legal... I'm going to cut you off here. This okay, so one. they're all saying this. I want to know, one, why... How many of them are actually going to do this? They all say this because it's good publicity. I mean, I think the idea is they... Hopefully, they don't expect this to ever take take hold. They don't expect this to pass into law. They think it's going to get shot down in courts. So really what it is is them like posturing yes. in a way that panders to liberals and says, hey, like we're not going to support these things. I think it is going to be when push comes to shove, like if this actually comes into effect, are you going to uproot fucking walking dead and move it to a different state? I have no idea. Well, and that's the tricky part, right? Because a lot of people who work on these shows, it's not like the actors who just fly into the location, do their thing, and leave. That can be changed, and that's probably not a huge deal. But we're talking a lot of people who live in these states and work on these productions. Mm -hmm. They would lose their jobs, and yep. does, the, does Netflix really want to say, hey, all thousands of you working on these shows... But you're out of a job because we are moving. But out I mean, of that's what I'm saying. Like, and and I how don't. How many I'm, will do that? I don't know. I. I don't know. I hope they and follow through. And I'm really through. torn on on stuff like this because it. I think this is just so indicative of like how broken this system is. Is that it's going to take either the state of Georgia losing like hemorrhaging money because they're no longer getting this income right. from from people filming, and slash or. Somebody who's you know who's a uh, work just works behind the scenes. He's like a, a camera operator in in Georgia loses his job because of this bill, and therefore decides not to vote for legislators who would push a bill like this. Right. Like, but they probably don't anyway. Like a lot of the people working on these productions who are surround who who have constant interaction with people who are LGBTQ, yeah, or, and women who have to deal with the ramifications of the abortion law. Sure. I'm guessing they're not the type to vote for these people either. Like, I want them... I, I would love but it I mean, if Netflix said we're not effect, doing it. right? Like, it's going to be, like, if... Because you say, like, actors fly in and fly out. Like, for, and I know I keep saying The Walking Dead because it's the only one I know off the top of my mm -hmm. head. Like, most of those actors have homes in Atlanta. Yeah, if the because, show is based there, why not? Because the show is based there, so they live there at least part-time. But, like, there's ripple effects But they to can afford too. to leave, too. Probably. They can afford to... Like, they're not the people I'm, I'm right. concerned about. But there's ripple effects beyond just the people who immediately work on it. Like, like you said, tourism and just bringing money in by bringing people are flying in from Hollywood and they're staying at hotels, they're eating at local you know local restaurants, things like that. It's just the thing. The thing that fucking sucks is it's going to take the most vulnerable people being harmed before anything changes, which right. is frankly how like revolutions start like it is we're looking at some like french revolution shit that's about to turn down i'm so curious if other states are gonna figure out how to give a tax incentive to get these companies to come there mm -hmm. so georgia could be losing like a lot of built-up legacy for being a place to film your yeah. stuff 
but also like what will it take? Because if Hollywood can't do it, when are companies going to say we're not going to build our new location there because of your bad policies? I mean, hopefully that's that, enough because I'm thinking of- it's sad that it would take an economic incentive to maybe get these legislators to think twice, but it, they don't care about it's, the women. It's sad, so, but it's also just the reality of how our country is running right now. But yeah. I mean, look what happened in North Carolina with the trans bathroom bills. Yeah. It, All those companies said, we're not going to build our second headquarters there. Just, we're not going to move there. And it changed. Yes. Like what the, the NCAA tournament yeah. pulled out of there. Like it doesn't take that much for this shit to happen. So like, I don't know. I don't and know And there's what's a reason you don't hear about this in Alabama because they're not there in the first place, which is, I was surprised that, yeah. oh, Netflix oh, is going point. after Georgia of all places. Alabama's ban is even more restrictive. Because that's Georgia's where they have actually where they have this stuff going on. Yeah. No one's in Alabama to begin with because nothing's drawing people there. Yeah. They want to get out. Well, and like, fucking North or South Carolina, if they see that opening, like, hey, we can do that same tax incentive and... We have a coastline, so like yeah, right. we're a really enticing place to film. I, I mean, I, I think this. These could... legislators haven't thought through the ramifications of no, their bigotry. No, because they're so focused on their own goals, which are to actively harm women for some fucking reason. Because we're seeing this time and time again of oh, embryos that are in clinics that are like in petri dishes. Those can be. Tossed out, tossed and that's out. nothing. Yeah, it's literally only like, if they're in women do we actually care. Yeah, and it's so because I've tried so hard not to say like, oh, these men hate women. That's why they're doing what they're doing. Like, I genuinely try to see their perspective. Like, oh, they believe that this is murder, and so like, how can we work within that that framework? But it's not like they just show when they say things like that. Like, oh, it's, if it's in a petri dish. It's not. It's literally they just want to make sure women are punished for getting pregnant. No matter how they get pregnant. Yeah. Okay. I threw my pen. I got one last one for you. I've got three more. Jesus. Well, you haven't let me talk. That's true. So here's one from the University of California. I think we talked about this before. I'm not sure. The University of California system was going to partner with a Catholic hospital system called Dignity Health. So this is UC San Francisco was going to partner with Dignity Health, a series of uh, Catholic hospitals Mm -hmm. where students could work there and their doctors would be working at the hospital. And the problem with that is anytime you affiliate with these big Catholic, well, any Catholic hospital, they have restrictions on what doctors Mm -hmm. can do. So they don't do abortion care. They don't do birth control. They don't do vasectomies. They don't do tubal ligations. Mm -hmm. They uh, discriminate against trans people, gay people. So all these doctors... You're saying maybe it's not the people we should be running our hospital system? Exactly. And plenty in, in UCSF, like petitions were signed by hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of students, medical workers, doctors, Mm -hmm. who said, this is a bad move. Do not partner with them because you're doing injustice to the students and people who have to work there who care about patients. Mm -hmm. Catholic hospitals don't care about patients. They care about upholding Catholic dogma. And if that helps patients, great. Mm -hmm. But if it's, oh, here's what the patient needs, but the Vatican says otherwise, Vatican wins every time. And thankfully, this week, UCSF announced... We're going to cut the deal. We're not doing it. Great. That's awesome. They, they said in a statement, the decision reflects concerns that had been raised among UCSF medical professionals and advocates for women's health care and LGBTQ advocates 
because of Catholic Church dictates. Good. Like, good, it shouldn't have taken this long. I don't know why they didn't figure this out when they said, hey, let's consider this partnership. But, like, good. Like, no public university should be working with a Catholic hospital, which owns, like, what, one in every six hospital beds in this country. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. And the Catholic hospital chain is like, I don't know why you guys are leaving us. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. We did everything they said, right except for anything for women. <laughs> yeah. We, the Dignity Health said, we have heard and understand the concerns. Uh, we agree we cannot move forward with the partnership as originally planned. Like, they didn't even say, yeah, at least yeah we, what's wrong with us? At least they're not like, what? <laughs> yeah. Us? <laughs> yeah. Why? Um... I'll just like power through a couple more. Yes. Um, Maine officially banned gay conversion therapy. It's about time. That's uh, what happens when you elect a Democrat instead of yep. Paul LePage. Uh, Governor Jesus. Janet Mills, uh, sign, she tweeted, quote, today I sign into law a bill banning conversion therapy, a widely discredited um, practice. <laughs> I stumbled over that because there's a grammatical mistake and I couldn't let it go. Widely discredited practice that has no place in Maine. Today, we send an unequivocal message to young LGBTQ people. We stand with you, we support you, and we will always defend your right to be who you are. Um, the bill specifically prohibits the advertising, um, offering and administering of therapy designed to change a person, person's sexual orientation or gender identity um, to individuals under the age of 18. So that's good news. Hey, something good out of Maine. Um, I think they also said they're getting rid of religious religious exemptions for vaccines. Oh, really? Oh, Again, elect Democrat. Right. Look what All happens. Right, Maine. Maine's pretty dope. I really enjoyed my time there. No, it's Susan Collins. No. Yeah, but no. it's a very pretty state, and lobster is extremely delicious. I'll take your word for that. Um, actually, this has changed since I printed out these new yeah. these notes because Missouri was staged to maybe lose their last because it's. May 31st, when yeah. we're recording this, um, they were staged to lose their last abortion clinic. And it's, I actually want to dig into this a little more, even though I, I believe said a judge the, ruled the that. One, the one abortion clinic in the state wasn't meeting, like, uh, up to code. Yeah, and it I It wasn't meeting requirements. The specific codes that they, but I, I believe, I've, I checked Facebook right before this, and I think a judge allowed it to stay open. Yeah, the judge said it's like a five-day reprieve while they can get up to code oh, or whatever. Oh, that was it? It's it, that's it. Just a short <sighs> reprieve. So it's not, it would have eliminated the only clinic the in the state. The only clinic in Missouri, which is why, like, St. Louis is yeah. Missouri. Like, it's not. Which we've talked about before. People in St. Louis come to Illinois yeah. to get, like, you an should. abortion if you need to. And As there was a billboard welcoming them. There's a really nice Planned Parenthood in Aurora if you need to come stay with me for a couple <laughs> nights. I'll, I'll escort yeah. you over. But yeah, it's not um, closed down yet, but it's not out of the woods yet either. Yeah, but I want to, yes. And I want to dig in a little bit on this because. I just want to be really clear about these trap laws that they set that supposedly are making sure clinics are up to whatever bullshit code. They are not about keeping women safe, keeping patients safe. They are... In another state, they said your hallways have to be like X feet apart, which right. is what you need in a hospital, yeah. not in a Planned Parenthood where, right. where you're, you're not you're, doing surgeries. And you're not on a gurney. You're right. walking in. And anyway... Um, they they just make the rules ridiculously restrictive, which either wastes their money to get up to code mm -hmm. or it puts them out of business, which is the whole point. They mm -hmm. can't be honest about it. So conservatives make up their own rules and right. expect everyone else to play along. So this is a good example of it because the license had to be, for Planned Parenthood in, I believe it's, St. I presume in St. Louis actually, 
Um, the license had to be remo- renewed by May 31st, which is today. On May 20th, the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services notified the Planned Parenthood that there were three issues at stake that could impact their license renewal. So they gave them 11 days to mm-hmm. be like, hey, these codes aren't up to snot. Or, you know, this isn't up to code. You need to fix it. That is an absurd thing to do. Like, I work in marketing, and if somebody asked me to turn something around in 11 days, I'd be like, fuck all the way off. I can't turn it around that fast. And this is like changing infrastructure yeah, change or your staffing. So um, May 22nd, um, so there, there was three uh, specific issues. Um, two of them. Planned Parenthood agreed that they would address. One is adjusting who at the clinic provided the state-mandated counseling and an addition of an, ad- an adding an additional pelvic exam for abortion payment uh, patients. Why do they need another pelvic exam? Fucking no reason. And actually, uh, Dr. Colleen McNicholas, who is a physician in, uh, Planned Parenthood physician in St. Louis, said, quote, when I say an unnecessary pelvic exam, what I mean is that the state is forcing me to put my fingers in someone's vagina when it's totally medically irrelevant. That is bordering on harassment. I'm really proud of our clinici- clinicians for taking a stand um, saying, you know, we just don't do that to patients, which is like when you put it in stark terms like that is fucking is beyond fucked up. And as any woman who's ever had like a pap smear or anything like that, that shit is uncomfortable and unpleasant. And if the state is like, hey, actually, Jess, we're going to go ahead and like have somebody put their fingers inside you for no specific reason, but we just feel like it, like, fuck, clean off with that. Um, so uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, this Planned Parenthood said it was investigating, according to Planned Parenthood, the health department said it was investigating, quote, deficient practices and needed to interview seven p- physicians who provide care at the clinic. Again, this happened 10 days before their, their license was expiring. Planned Parenthood agreed to uh, that two other physicians would, uh, would be interviewed. The other five are residents in training. They're not employed by parent, Planned Parenthood. They refuse to let them talk. The, tar- the Department of Health said it would not, quote, complete our investigation until it interviews the physicians involved in the care provided and the potential de- uh, deficient practices, and that the investigation needs to be completed and any deficiencies resolved before the expiration of the clinic's license on May 31st. I mean, I'm sorry. If you think these people are coming at this with good faith, do you think they're really... Co- the things that they're talking about... Illinois is next door. Come on down. But not everybody has that option. Even no, if you they live don't. in St. Right. Louis, you yeah. don't have that option of drive. If you don't have a car, you're fucked. And I don't even know where the. Ugh. Anyway, um, it just like listen. If anybody wants to pretend that these are actually trying to help women, read this, and you fucking tell me that they said ten days before their license expires. Ten days, and we have these really urgent things like nobody's touching this woman's vagina enough. Like, how is she supposed to be punished for her abortion if nobody sticks their gloved fingers in her? That lube is really cold. Um, two more. One is, and we just, I, uh, I had a battle with Hammond about this before we recorded, because uh, Illinois, if you remember in 2018, we uh, went ahead and swept the state with all Democrats, so both our houses. So opposite of all the states we're talking about. we did okay. I'm taking credit for it because I did knock on a lot of doors. Congrats. Thank you. 
Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> my headline that I wrote is Illinois <laughs> elected a bunch of Democrats, and guess what happened? So um, the first one is that, uh, so this is sponsored by Representative Kelly Cassidy. Um, it was a, a reproductive health act. It rescinds pro uh, prohibitions on late-term abortions and 45-year-old restraints, such as criminal pe uh, penalties for doctors performing abortions. Yeah, there was a, like, 1975 law in the books that punished doctors Fucking that never was uh, and enforced. And I think it's it's and enforcement has been pro prohibited by court orders. Right, and so she's just saying, let's just get rid of that and replace it with one that basically makes no restrictions on abortion, give women the right to control their bodies. Yeah. And late-term abortion isn't a thing. Yeah. Like, let's let women decide that finally passed. Yeah. Um, J.B. Pritzker, who's our newly elected governor, quote, uh, with re reproductive health under attack across the country, we must do everything in our power to protect women's rights in Illinois. Today was a major step forward for every woman in the state. Which is true. Um, also, and this, ha this is what Hema and I uh, clashed about, because... Um, the Senate approved a measure to legalize recreational pot in Illinois, and I told him, like, we're going to talk about this, because what do I want? I want pot, and I want abortions. That's all I want. I know. Um, but he cautioned me, because it hadn't passed through the House. Actually, as you were talking, it appears Did that it has. Did he sign that to law? <laughs> it's passed through the House now, and it... and. Pritzker said he'll sign that. Yeah, I yelled so, at you when you were in the bathroom that it passed through the Senate or the that's House. That's how it works. Yeah, we're really professional. And he, uh, there are a lot of restrictions to the law, I should say. Like, it's a recreational pot bill, so you can use it, but if you live in an apartment, your landlord can say it's not allowed. Oh, There's a limit to how it. much you can have. I own There's, a house. I'm going to smoke weed in here. Th that Maybe. is I don't soon know. legal, I believe, in 2020, this but not before. This podcast is going to get buck wild. I absolutely will not do this podcast high. It would be a disaster. <laughs> Nobody needs that in their life. Um, <laughs> finally, there's thing. more. I've been saving this for you, Helen. Oh it's God. a gift for you. Oh, no. Do you remember last week when we talked about uh, like sex satisfaction? No. We talked about like Out oh of my head completely. <laughs> we talked about how cat, uh, Christians have the most satisfying sex oh, lives. Oh yeah, according to the survey sponsored by Christians or something. Yeah. So I am on a. <laughs> Facebook page that's like fans of my favorite murder and also uh -huh. atheists. Uh -huh. And somebody posted this, and I just want to show it to you. It is a, uh, it's from. It doesn't matter. Just like look at what this is How and just describe it. View making love. Two. Can I read this? Yeah, yeah. Two stakes yeah. getting it on, and there's a picture of two stakes and on top of each other eyes. with googly eyes. Represents the level of intimacy of an atheist love life. Atheists are just meat controlled by... I'm not cutting that. Are just meat controlled by physical laws and chemicals in the brain. It's no wonder atheists have the reputation of having the worst love life because making intimate love or having an inner connection with the spouse is a contradiction to their materialist worldview. I've never seen that before. I, I mean, it, I think it just popped up to We guys. are I just like molecules and meat. I, Therefore... What do they think of, like, do they think Christians are not molecules? I don't know. I think it's because we say, like, 
there is no no it doesn't matter what they think it is genuinely the funniest thing i've seen in there's weeks. a picture of two steaks on top of each but other but like did you uh, did you describe the googly eyes cuz those are, are two, really important the googly parts. eye at the bottom appears very surprised that the top steak is just going at it and he's got like big old grin it's yeah. just a lot. We'll have to post it. Right. No, we will not Why? have to post that. People are going to ask me for it. Just imagine two stakes on top of each but other. But it's just really important to understand that like, there's two stakes laying on top of each other, and the bottom one is obviously the lady <laughs> because it has eyelashes, and only women have eyelashes. You know how that sure, works? right. And the, it's, just, it's just like a fucking lot to do. Because like, the top, the boy steak... Do satire or totally serious? No, 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 no. It's, it's absolutely real because he, <laughs> he cited two sources. <laughs> oh, yeah, like right. the, boy, the boy steak is like cr- googly cross-eyed, and you can only see his bottom. It's just a lot to take in. I'm and glad I'm part- vegetarian. Uh, I'm going to have a steak for dinner tonight. Uh-huh. That's a double entendre I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> um, okay. Was that our longest episode we've ever had? It sadly is not. No? But <laughs> well, Heaven, we both had a lot of stories, and I was like, I don't have shit to do for the rest <laughs> of the day, so I'm down for we this. We will. You can find us at... Oh, you know what I forgot to mention that I totally should have mentioned at the beginning of the episode? Uh, This is the last week for my Kickstarter Uh for the Pledge of Allegiance podcast. I'm finally, I think, done writing this thing. Hey! It's only a good 50 pages. Fuck, dude. Oh, my God. But recording sessions are in motion. Do you have it broken up into... They are broken up into parts. Uh The thing is written... Like, how long is each episode? Is it going to be, like, hourly, hour-long episodes? More than an hour each, I would imagine, but I'll record it and figure it out after that. Whoa. So we'll see. But it's... It's good. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait to show this I'm stuff. I'm really excited to see it. It incorporates a lot of stuff that, as someone who pays attention to that stuff, uh-huh. I did not know oh. about the, the Supreme Court cases involving the pledge, uh-huh. the details involving the people involved. I found out, I'll give you this, the guy who wrote the pledge, who mm-hmm. I've always heard is like this socialist yeah, minister socialist. who didn't even include under God. I knew uh-huh. that. That guy's racist. <gasps> oh. Oh, that doesn't oh surprise God, me. Why speeches, did I guess like the that? The speeches that guy made. Well, because it's from the, the 30s or 40s. Uh, it's, well, no, it's from like the 1890s. But that guy... Really? That guy made some racist-ass speeches. Yeah, the 1890s weren't strong in race relations. Not, not so much. That's so really like exciting. I always heard he's a socialist minister. He's always like the wealth distribution, and Jesus was a socialist, sort of like a Bernie yeah. Sanders type. Like, yeah. and then you read what he said after the pledge thing was done. Oh, it's like, no. oh no, what happened to you? Um, Don't worry, I got transcripts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I, I want to make So anyway, it... if you want to support that, go oh, to yeah. Kickstarter, search for Pledge of Allegiance, support that project. The Kickstarter ends on Wednesday. And Wednesday the anyone who gives like a certain fifth? amount, Wednesday, June 5th? Uh, something like that, if you give like $10 to the Kickstarter, you will get early access to all the episodes. And I think the episodes will be out in like a month and a half-ish. That's exciting. So I cannot wait to share that. It's it's I've been working on it for such a long time. I want to say yeah. this. Um, if this podcast that you're doing without me, your podcast host, co-host goes like crazy viral, I will be really happy for you. I will also be furious and I will never. The cover photo will just be steaks. (laughs) And I would never say that to you once it actually (laughs) happens, but I want you to know when when this blows up in popularity. Thank you for your premature Because it's much more well thought out than any garbage we do on this (laughs) show. I want you to know I'm going to be very happy for you, but also angry. But I will be like projecting happiness. (laughs) But just know, just know the backside of that 
fury. Here, here's the thing that I've been doing for the past couple of weeks, because I had a thing written, but mm-hmm. it's been going through a lot of the legal papers that scholars have written about the pledge after the fact that only appears in law journals. Uh-huh. So it's like they're dissecting Wait, these. how does copyright work for that? Are there know. any copyright? Oh, God. But <laughs> they, they were writing, like, here's my thoughts on this, the Supreme Court decision here, and here's what people missed when they analyzed it. And some of the things they've written, it's like, oh, I didn't know that that person did this. Or like, everyone thought this decision meant one thing, but the way it's interpreted, it could go another way. Like, it's that stuff that was really fascinating and also tedious to dig through to figure out, like, that's something no book has written about. Uh But that's interesting. That's really cool, Hammond. I'm very proud of you that this project is is happening. Uh, Anything exciting happened for you this weekend? Anything you're happy about? No, there's nothing I'm happy about. You just sounded happy like 25 seconds ago. I'm finally, like, I feel like this thing is pretty much done except for minor tweaks. Uh So I can't wait to actually, like, record it and just make it look good and sound good and then Uh get this out and then I'll never think about it again. Sure, and make sure your good close friend Jessica has, like, a little cameo in it. Yes, yes, right. Cool. What are you up to? Yeah, not you know, honestly, nothing is going on for me this weekend. I'm pretty stoked about it. God damn it. I, I can't s- wait till you have kids and you're miserable <laughs> all weekend. Um, I will say, so Mikey and I went to uh Minneapolis for the for Memorial Day weekend. We left Friday night, came home, got home Sunday night, drove both ways. Minneapolis is fucking dope as hell. That was a good and it's we kept kind of like catching ourselves because I, I think most people do this when they visit a city. They're like, oh, I could see myself living here or not or whatever. And Mikey, who this is very unlike him. Mikey is very like, I live in Chicago and Chicago is my home and Chicago is where I want to live. But we're in, uh, in Minneapolis and he's like, oh, I could totally see us living here. But I was like, we both kept saying it's 75 degrees and sunny. We saw a great <laughs> ball game. We've been drinking for two days straight. Like, let's not get too swept up in how cool Minneapolis is because they also have February. <laughs> like, it's not great right. there. But I mean, oh, we went to the Mall of America. I had a Bloody Mary at the uh, the Rock, <laughs> the Hard Rock Cafe. It, it was genuinely the whitest thing I've ever done, but yeah. also like a very like 1990s kid dream coming <laughs> true. Um, it was great and, and I really enjoyed it there and, and like, it made me super stoked for our road trip in, in Can I add in one August. thing that I mm, totally forgot? I'm pretty ripped up. Yeah. Uh, next week, I got to figure out the date for this as I'm talking. Um, Andrew Seidel of the Freedom From Religion sure. Foundation, he just wrote a book about Christian nationalism yeah, and the problem with the myth, Twitter. the myth of this is a Christian, Christian nation, nation on uh, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's it's the following week, so we'll we'll post about it then. But uh, June 11th, if you're in Chicago, Andrew's coming in to the city to talk about his book. Jerry Coyne, uh, Dr. Jerry Coyne, the University of Chicago professor, will be doing a Q&A with him. My close personal friend, we've met twice. Yes. He did not remember me. And I am emceeing the event. If anyone's interested, what? come on down. Where It'll is be it? a fun show. Uh, it is at the University of Illinois at Chicago. I'll post details on, uh, to oh, that. Oh, I'll be there. Uh, I'll have to figure out what to do my dog. I'm on the sidelines for this thing, but Andrew's going to be here talking about the book. I mean, and if you really haven't read cool. the book, you should read that book is really good. I mean, I haven't read it, and I won't read it between now and Tuesday, but I will go. Th- Mikey's in Pasad- in California that week, so I'll have to good. find a party baby- there. I have to find a All babysitter right. for we'll my We'll tell you dog. more about that next week. No, I'll be there. So yes. see, th- we need to figure out we're doing a meetup this year. We'll figure that this out This summer. Too. Off mic. Don't people want to hear like the the, the nuts banter. and bolts of no. things? Okay, you guys, uh, you Bye. can find me. Oh, no, <laughs> you can find no, you can find Hemant on Twitter. Hemant Meta. 
Meta on Twitter. I'm Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. If you have any thoughts, you can send them to friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, donate if you like what you hear and you want to you know, help us keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Patreon.com Patreon. slash friendlyatheistpodcast. We'll see you next week. It won't be this long. Bye. <laughs>